Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my magical guest for today is Abigail Mensabonsu. Abigail is a divine embodiment guide and mentor, a leader, a divine feminine activator, and a multidimensional healer. She's the creator yeah. of the Moon Goddess Circles, and she has a son, <laughs> and the Moon Goddess Academy, and a number one international bestseller for her co-authored book, Empire Moms. She helps women and sometimes men cultivate their inner world so they can create, create their soul-aligned life with ease through coaching, quantum energy healing, DNA activations, clearing, meditations, and much, much more. Welcome, mm -hmm. Abigail. Thank you for having me, Emmy. Oh, it's a blessing to have you with us, and I'm super excited to be learning from you today. I'm excited, too. <laughs> Great. Now, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I always like to start by asking my guests, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you? Oh, that's a good one. Sacred Feminine Power. For me, I see... Um, like, and this is how I'm going to explain it. It's like a softness and strength, courage and love. There's like the flow and also like the element of water and the element of fire and that all bringing all that together is like masculine and feminine dancing in this beautiful, um, union, basically sacred feminine power is when we have the ability to tap into that union, that power of that union, and actually use that in our physical reality. Sacred feminine power is being able to connect to that womb power, understanding the wisdom of the woman, not just understanding, listening, listening to that, um, that womb voice, tapping into the flow of what the feminine is within you. And I'm not talking about... Um, male and female, but really tap into what does the feminine mean to me? What does that look like? What does it feel like? And for me, the attributes that I explained at the beginning, the flow and the courage, the fire, water, like that's what it, it feels like to me. Um, and with each person, that journey will mean differently. For me, it means that way because at the beginning, I actually was very um, active in my masculine, divine masculine energy. And then through my divine masculine, I was able to connect with my divine feminine. And now they're in that union dance. So I can operate from both. And the power um, that comes from that union is so much in balance and, and powerful and strong and, and at the same time just soft and in flow and almost like the, um, the way I want to explain it is like the ebb and flow, right? Knowing the balance of those two, the balance between strength um, and, you know, what's the, what's the other word I was going to say? the balance between strength and knowing when to just receive. So giving and receiving too. Um, yeah. So if that makes sense, it's like, that's like from my experience and my um, perspective. And again, um, the divine feminine power can look differently for everyone. 
Mm. Yes. I'm going to leave it there. There was like... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There there was a lot there and I can really identify what you said about starting from that divine masculine and kind of living in that space for a long time. And then once you identify with and hear the call and learn to embody the divine feminine as well and balance the two. Wow. That's, that's when that harmony starts to come into your life as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Mm, Beautiful. Now, Abigail, could you share one challenge from your life that you face that's really helped you to activate sacred feminine power within you and also on your life's path? Hmm. I'm glad you said just one because I have many initiations <laughs> in that realm. Um, I think the I'm going to share the most recent one. Like I said, I've had many initiations when it comes to awakening to the divine feminine. Um, like I said before, the divine masculine has always been that just with the way I was raised, it was like my protector. I needed that protector um, to feel safe in the world. I did not feel safe in the world. And so after um, I got to a place where I could actually unravel and open up, I was still in that shell and I didn't want to break through. So the most recent one I want to um, share with you is when I met my twin flame. That, that is, um, it cracked my heart open, wide open. I was not, even though I prepared I mean, I felt like I've been preparing for God knows how long, you know, because I've known that since since a very young age that I would be meeting a twin flame, even before I knew what that meant. And so when I actually met him physically and all the cosmos begin to like swirl and you can feel the energy, the force that is between, um, that was between me and him and that brought us together that helped us build that strong bond and the initiation of the twin flame journey itself. It completely, it takes you being a woman in this lifetime. I had to connect to that divine feminine. I could not depend on the, um, the masculine alone because he was holding that torch of the divine masculine. Um, and so, yeah, that really broke, like just completely cracked, just shattered that, um, that shell I had around me. Um, it was easier when I was single because I could not tell if that shell was there or not. If I was still depending on just the divine masculine to protect me and guide me and just be my shield, you know, in the world. And so when I met him, it just completely shattered. It's like, nope, now you need to step into that divine feminine energy and tapping into the woman. And even until then, I was still doing like the, the work, you know, I got initiated in the high priestess path, which is a lot about the divine feminine. But again, the work really begins when you are in relation with someone else. Now it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It's just when you're faced with another person that you get to really stand in the work that you've done. That's really where the, the yumminess is. So for me, that's really where I, um, I chose to shine. 
I chose to really use those teachings, my connection with, with my um, divine feminine lineage um, coming through and actually really listening and actually putting it to work, taking the steps, opening up. You know, that's one thing about the divine feminine. It's about opening. There's an expansion in the opening, um, in the void where, you know, everything is nothing and nothing is everything. Right, being in that dark void um, and creating from that dark void, re-identifying yourself in that dark void. It kind of just removes every title, every sense of self that you thought you were, you know, and showing you who you really are at the core. And through that process, like asking for courage to be able to step into my true self, to be seen, to be loved to be, um, to be heard. You know, if you've never experienced that before, it can be scary. And so allowing that vulnerable side to come out and seeing my divine masculine counterpart reciprocate that and be the divine masculine for my divine feminine. Um, it was a very, um, I should say fiery journey, <laughs> fiery <laughs> and watery because it was emotional as well. Um, the heart completely just rips wide open. So the, you can receive as much love as you can. You know, that's one thing that people, um, when they hear twin flame, they kind of fantasize about it, you know, like, Oh, it's the perfect relationship ever. But the whole goal of, twin flames is so you know you you get this wide opening just like ripped wide opening and you get like this downpour of unconditional love constantly downpour so that you can share it with others you become the pillar of that unconditional love your relationship becomes that that um physical emanation of that unconditional love to the point that when people come around you and your beloved that's all they feel they get blessed with that so it goes way beyond, you know, like the, the romantics and, oh, you're my twin flame kind of thing. And it goes to purpose, you know, the purpose, which is being the pillar of unconditional love, showing the world what a relationship should be. It's about 100% you, 100% beloved coming together in union and becoming a pillar of something bigger, much bigger than them, right? So um, that, that would be like the, the one that I, that I wanna share because it completely took everything that I've learned, all the paths that I've walked, all the teachings, and kind of like, it was like testing time. Let's do this, let's put, put this to test. Let's see if you really comprehended it, you know, and allowed me to really put it into, um, physical or what am I looking for manifestation like, exactly to actually put um put put my mouth where the work is so not just talk mm -hmm. about it but actually show show it you know create it be it embody it you know mm -hmm. yeah so it was definitely um and it still is. There's no dull moment. <laughs> you know, absolutely no doubt. Every time I think I'm going to close my heart a little bit, it's like, nope. And it opens even bigger, you know? So you become the, the portal of unconditional love from straight from the divine. And that, that is work. That is, it takes courage and it takes patience and it takes, um, 
it, it takes the ability to be vulnerable, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I, I love how you expanded on the notion of the twin flame as well. I was going to ask you to do that as well, because not all of our listeners are necessarily familiar with the concept of, of twin flame. And yes. you've explained beautifully how it at once puts you in a very vulnerable position and rips your heart wide open, but then also opens you up to these incredible experiences of companionship and being held and just receiving that unconditional love from another as well. Yes. (laughs) Mm. Of course, there's so much more to it, but I'll leave it there. Well, we can absolutely come back to it if you'd like to expand on that. But be- before we go there, I would really, really love to hear a little bit more about what you felt was the, the hidden blessing or the, the treasure in facing that challenge. And I know you started to open that up already, but if you could expand on that a yes. little bit more. So it's that I became a whole being, if that makes sense. Mm. That, that's like the the word that came as like a whole being because I became aware of who I really wanted to be. Mm. Now, whether I knew how to be or not, that didn't matter at that point. That was like the initial awareness. This is who I want to be because I see her and I feel her. And so then the next step was like, okay, because I feel like once you become aware of that truth and once you feel that truth and you know that truth, it kind of manifests on its own over time, you know, Mm. and that's the beauty of it. You know, it's like throughout time, I became to really step into that. um, I want to say my higher self and even physically, I began to, I began to shift physically I look different um it completely transforms every part of your being your mind your heart your Mm -hmm. path you know um yeah yeah I really love that that lived experience Mm -hmm. that's really shining through from what you're saying and yeah it's just beautiful to to listen to someone who not just talks, <laughs> but walks that talk as well and really takes it seriously to embody what it means to be whole. Absolutely. I mean, that's the whole point. I, I feel like at least that's why we're here. You know, in order to experience the life that we're dreaming about, we need to really contemplate on what that, I feel like we, you know, what that wholeness is and really define what wholeness is to you because we know that that means differently to everyone, you know, depending on what path you chose, you know, we can say wholeness is, you know, the oneness of the mind and the heart or wholeness is the union of the divine feminine and masculine. For me, wholeness is being one with my higher self and operating each day from that self. Because, you know, like always being in that knowing, yes, I am physical being, I am a physical being, but I'm also very much a spiritual being. And if anything, my spiritual side is way active than my physical side. It took me a while to really um, drop into my physicalness. I fought it for a long time. You know, like I was like, no, I I don't want to be here. Why am I here? You know, but 
wholeness for me is the union of the spiritual and the physical, like really pulling down my spirituality, my higher self, you know, my divine self, my cosmic self into the physical and allowing that to express through my physical reality. Otherwise that spiritual self is just going to stay up there and never come through. And that we forget the importance of our physical body. It is a a channel for our spiritual body. Mm. We cannot bring down the fire without the earth. We cannot pull down the fire without the earth. And the earth is the body of fires, our spiritual self, our holy self, our divine self, whatever you call that part of you. So mm-hmm. the spiritual self comes into the physical self and then it, it can express and we can see the magic in our physical reality. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I think especially now with all the craziness happening all around the world, it is more important than ever to to come rooted into our bodies, root into Mother Earth. Yes. I think this is very important for star seeds. I'm a star seed because mm-hmm. we tend to dream about, oh, especially now, you know, I can hear a lot of star seeds saying, you know, I want to go back home. <laughs> what yeah. did I sign up for? Yes. You know, and we kind of detach from our physicality in that way. But that's why we came to this planet at this time, because we need to really ground into our physicality. That light that we have that shines so brightly, it cannot just be a light that's hanging in the air anymore or in the ethers or in the spiritual realm. It needs to be grounded into our physical being, our body, our lives, our work, our purpose, like every part. There's a part of my life where um, that's when I started learning about, you know, the different healing modalities. I, I, I did the Reiki mastery and there's a part that I was like, hmm, I wonder if I can do so much more than just putting my hands on someone. And I saw myself, my higher self showed me how uh, a past life where I could literally heal by looking at someone or Mm. by someone stepping into just my energy field by, I don't even have to interact with them. And I was like, yes, I want that this lifetime too. Let's do it. Mm. I chose that. I was like, okay, I don't, I want to be able to create shift, powerful shifts and transformations and healing by someone just stepping into my field, which means that they will feel like, hey, I need to be next to that woman over there. to Because re- they don't have to know that they're, what they're receiving, but they will feel that, yes, I need to be in that person's energy for some reason. Like I wanted to be that conduit in the physical realm, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're being asked to do, especially now. That That is my vision, my big vision that can you imagine humanity all grounded in the spirituality? Like it's no longer like a woo woo thing, you know, something that's separate or far from us. And we're all walking around like our higher selves in tune, you know, with the, with, with all of our guides and guardians and the ascended masters in tune with our holy purpose, our mission. Oh, it would be quite a beautiful world, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Goosebump moment there. Definitely. <laughs> That's my vision. <laughs> Beautiful. Now let's expand a little bit more on the concept of twin flame and especially in relation to, to the role of the starseed. Would you mind talking ah. a bit more to that? 
So um, what I'm going to say with a twin flame is that not everybody has a twin flame. And that doesn't mean that it's like a good or bad thing or like you're missing something. Mm -hmm. It just depends on what experience your soul wants to have as a human being. So twin flames is one spiritual body split into two physical bodies here to have the most experience they can have. And usually what I've, what I've noticed is that this split um, of souls, this split of, yeah, I'm going to say souls is so intense that it takes master souls to do it, which means that, um, or I should say old master souls, they've been here, you know, so many times on this planet and they're kind of like, towards the end where they're almost done with their their earth school i should say Mm -hmm. and so they split your soul which that alone is is not an easy task to do um so that you know one usually one twin flame is like on one side of the world the other one is like on the other side so you can have as much experience as you can so that by the time you leave you're you're either done with this earth ship or you're very close to being done so it takes a um an advanced old soul to go through that split. Um, but one thing that I noticed, like as I was walking my own twin flame journey is that um, a lot of people began to see twin flames as like the perfect relationship. So everybody was looking for their twin flame. And that caused a lot of problem because then you, you saw a lot of people going through like traumatic experiences with people that they thought were their twin flame and they weren't. Um, because, and they would hold on to it. Like, you're my twin flame. We're supposed to be perfect. And it's like, no, 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 no. So my question to anyone who comes to me, my clients who come to me for twin flame coaching is like, what is your purpose? What is the purpose in the twin flame union? You, you have to understand that. You have to know that. And uh, the other thing is that not all twin flames are meant to be romantic and together. Your twin flame might be your mother. Your twin flame might be your father or your, your sister or your brother, you know, or your twin flame can be your best friend. It does, it's not always romantic. There's some that are romantic, but that's, that, that's the path they chose. You know, the ones that are in that romantic relationship, they're the ones to create. They're the ones that are here to create um, a new paradigm or to show, there we go. They're here to show what, relationships really should be about which is not about um completely you know letting go of yourself and giving everything to the other person which is not about um what is the other one that uh, that is really big it's not about forgetting who you really are but it's about stepping into a union that is you at the same time, but you have to step into that with everything you got, 100% or more. And then your partner, your twin flame partner has to do the same thing. Because you're a mirror, you just keep going back and forth, harmonizing each other. Mm. And I suppose learning every single day as, as, as they go along. Yes, it never fails. There's, there's, there's really, it's like living with um, a twin, you know, a physical twin. You see each other all the time. You see each other's faults, each other's um, 
what is it called? Like where they need to heal, where they need to release, where they need to, you know, you're constantly mirroring to each other. So at the beginning, um, twin flame relationships can be very intense. If you didn't prepare for it, especially do all the work, it can be intense because you're constantly seeing your faults through your twin mm-hmm. flame. If you didn't do the work, you're going to think it's your twin flame's fault, right? And you're going to keep pointing the fingers, which won't do any good because what your twin flame is your mirror. So what you're seeing is literally you, mm. even though physically you look, you're different, you're born from different mothers, different place. You're still one, one soul, one spirit. Mm. And so you're seeing exactly what you need to be doing. And your twin flame partner is seeing what they need to be healing and releasing. And it's constant being shown that it's such a gift, right? When you understand what is going on. But when you don't, it can be very painful and heart-wrenching. And it's a constant. At the beginning, um, I explained that the twin flame fire is real. It's almost like the violet fire, where at the beginning, what it's doing is burning off all your karmic ties, all your karmic um, strings, you know, all that stuff, that the baggages that will come between you guys. So it's hot. And, and painful and, you know, gut-wrenching, like just breaking down stuff that shouldn't be there, removing all those cords that might be between you guys, um, just to make way, make room for more, more, more of you and more of that divine love to shine through both of you. Yeah, so the twin flame process is, uh, is, is a, um, quite a mastery journey, I should say. It, take, it doesn't take the faint heart hearted even if you're strong spiritually it it still kicks your booty (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah it just it's a matter it's not about you know am I gonna meet my twin flame am I a twin flame um it's more about what did my soul decide to do this lifetime Hmm. did my soul decide to split so that we can have as much experience and what kind of experience if you you know most twin flames they start their lives knowing they are twin flames even even if they didn't know the meaning of it like for example me I had no idea what that meant um I at first I felt it and then it wasn't until like my 20s in a meditation it was like a soulmate meditation and everyone I remember in the class at the end of the meditation, my teacher was like asking everyone the experience and everyone's like, oh yeah, my soulmate came through my soulmate. And I was the only one I was like, I did not get a soulmate. I got a twin flame, you know? And I was like, what is a twin flame? What, why did I get a different name? And I remember she was laughing. She's like, oh man, (laughs) (laughs) you are in for a ride. Yeah. So you, you feel it at the beginning. You might not always know the name, but at some point you will understand because it is a soul journey. It's a, a soul initiation, you know? Um, and again, you know, I can't stress this enough. A twin flame doesn't mean that it's your, you know, that person is going to be your boyfriend or your husband or girlfriend or wife, or it, it doesn't always mean romantic. It could be your best friend. It could be your mom. It could be, you know, someone that you even meet just for a day, you know, and that's the thing. There's some twin flames that signed up to just touch in time to just get ignited and that's it. Mm. You know? And so I get stories where it's like, Oh, I met this person at this conference and we just talked all day and that was it. And my life was never the same. That's Mm. what they, they chose to do to just, activate each other 
into their purpose, into themselves, and then that was it, right? So there's, we really need to stop fantasizing about that, you know, and really focus on soul, what the soul decided to experience this lifetime. Mm, I love that. And it's really, you know, taking a very conscious, very aware approach to then kind of either living or working through experiences with that twin flame, no matter how short or long lived those experiences are. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Mm, I like that. Now, Abigail, I would love to just um, get your wisdom around one more topic, which is motherhood. <laughs> we heard <laughs> in the beginning your, your beautiful two-year-old son was um, coming through to the recording in the beginning. <laughs> of course. Of course. And I would love to hear a bit more about how the journey of motherhood has been for you. And again, especially in this twin flame context, because you have two mm. conscious individuals raising a child out of a twin flame relationship. So how is that? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, took it to a whole level when you said the twin flame part. So um, I'm just going to start here and then we'll kind of just progress into what it's like to have a um to be a mother to a twin flame baby i'm gonna call it that um motherhood is another initiation just like meeting my twin flame where it completely broke me open um and i had no idea what that was gonna be but when i i knew i i knew the second i was pregnant like I knew when the egg, I felt it. it. And the way I explained, I remember I was sitting on the computer and it, I had this image, like I felt this feeling. I had this image of the egg implanting. It was like fireworks everywhere. Um, or at least it looked like fireworks, but it, it felt like this electric energy, like shooting out throughout my body. And I was like, oh, wow. I, looked at, I looked at my husband. I was like, oh, it happened. And of course, two weeks later, I tested and I was positive. So I, it, I was very aware through the entire process um, and even throughout the pregnancy, like the initiations we went through where he actually came through, a past life of his came through um, and I had to do healing on him to remove that karmic tie. And that's the, the, the thing that I'm noticing. And this is not just twin flame babies. The babies that are coming in at this time, a lot of them are not coming in with karma. Mm. It's very interesting. Like they are free from the, especially the ancestral karmas, um, the lineage stuff, you know, like stuff that the mother and the father have. Usually they were, you know, they would inherit it so that they can heal it. Well, these babies are coming in like, no, I got work to do. I can't carry your load. No, you know, <laughs> so they're coming in very um, aware and strong and, you know, fully aware of their gifts. So with him, um, there was like past lives that came through and I had to do healing and cut the, the cords, like whatever they needed. Um, and I learned a lot just being, him being in my womb, the connection to the woman, being a create, creatrix, right? Going from like having just a fertile ground to now actually growing something magnificent. Like it changes you. It changes every part of you. Mm -hmm. um, and for me being gifted, all my gifts like went to like the next level. You know? <laughs> like, it just, everything was like fast tracked. You know, my, my intuition was like on fire. You know, my, my healing 
modalities, like clarity, like everything was just, everything went up. And you experience that physically when you get all of that um, high frequency coming through, especially when you're carrying such a high frequency baby. Um, you know, like morning sickness was no joke. We, it kind of gave me a whole outlook on morning sickness. You know, we tend to see this, oh, you know, this horrible thing. But usually morning sickness, this is how I experience it, is when your baby's frequency is way higher than yours and you need to catch up. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed that as I tune into that and I would raise my frequency or ask my higher self to raise my frequency, um, it would actually go down. Like you'll feel better. You know, oh. so I learned a lot. Yeah, it was so fascinating to me. Um, and the day that he came out, of course, it just, I, I, it's like the kind of love that just breaks you open. They like, I never knew I could even love anymore after, especially after meeting my twin flame. I didn't, I never knew I, I even had more space to love as much as I felt that day. Um, and they just, we underestimate the power of love, right? Until you really feel what true love is. Mm, And it it might blow your mind. Yes. Yeah, it might blow your mind because it's definitely not what you expect it to be. Mm. Um, It uplifts you. It cleanses you. It heals you. It binds you to, it brings you back to yourself. It brings you back to that wholeness brings you bliss you 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 get you you get to be in a state of bliss you know yeah so um and after that of course it just my whole path changed you know like what I wrote in Empire Moms at the beginning of my business you know I thought I was just doing something for me and now it's like oh I am building a legacy this is not just for me (laughs) <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. my, my son is going to be joining. Actually, you know, he's already doing this with me in his own way. He's guiding me and we're going to be doing this together. You know, it become, it became a legacy, something that I'm building for not just me and my generation, but for him and his generation and the generation after him, you know, mm-hmm. it's fascinating. It, it, yeah. Like it's sometimes it's hard to put words to it. Mm, no, but you've described it beautifully. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, any, any of our listeners who are mothers will be able to, to relate what you, to, to what you've yes. just talked about. And yeah, the, the abundance of love that you can experience as a mother is just mm-hmm. something else. And of course, being fully aware of, of mothers who have gone through experiences where the love just hasn't come through. There might have been postnatal depression yeah. or some other issues going on and just holding space and sending so much love to those of our listeners as well who've had a different experience around motherhood. Totally. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. I feel like in our society, we don't really support um, mothers as much. I feel like if we had that support, um, you know, both in the medical field and, you know, the people that we have around us, like, you know, most of the confusion and the, the stuff that I was feeling that was not, that did not feel good came outside of me. And it's like every time I stepped outside of me, 
I would experience that. So I'll go back in my whole pregnancy. I was very drawn in. It pulled me into myself. And I'm very, very glad that I did that because, you know, you, you get the people that have already been through and didn't have a good experience and they tell you everything that's bad. And if you're not in your truth, if you're not situated in what you know within yourself, is true to you, then you're going to take that up on yourself. Like, oh, that means that I might have a bad experience. You know, um, motherhood really challenges you to really tune into that intuition. You know, that mother's intuition, totally. Mm-hmm. It was there before, but now it's called mother's intuition because you, you're a mother now. And it, it gets amplified. You know, it's there for a reason. You got to trust that, that intuition more than ever. It will never lead you astray. You know, mothers have the most keen, like just crystallized intuition. It just, it blows my mind, you know, and if you're gifted, you know, with, you know, like whatever gift you were blessed with, it will all get amplified and you can use that in your, in your mothering and through your motherhood, all of that play, they're all one picture. There's no separation there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about this all day. It's so fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, I know, um, Abigail, that you also have a gift for our listeners. So would you please let us know what that gift of her is? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. What what did I which one did I say? Ah, you had a beautiful gift offer of um, let me just quickly double check what you said so that I don't say the wrong thing. <laughs> I'm doing so many of these interviews at the moment that I'm starting some of the offers a bit mixed up. So let me make sure that I get. Oh, yes. You were gifting a handbook, the Women's Ritual Circle handbook. Yes. So this handbook, you will find it on my website. It's like right on the homepage. You will not miss it. Um, and this book is a power tool. Um, and in it, I actually, it's a co-authored book and what I contributed to it is an invocation to call in your own power. So an invocation of empowerment. Um, and that's something that I channeled through and you also find all the rituals in there through the badass women that contributed are all there to help you connect to, um, that big self that that all-knowing self and also nature nature is part of that divinity let's not forget that and so this handbook in particular is for the summer which is perfect right now so I was like yes that's why I wanted to give that to everyone Um, so go ahead and check it out browse through it and these invocations these rituals are something that you can do and they you know some of them will give you really good instructions like go to a park, you know, and sit next to a tree and just do, you know, read this out so you can connect. So you just, it, it depends on where you are in life and what you need. There will be a ritual in there that can support you. But especially at this time, the ritual of empowerment, definitely check that out. It will boost you up. <laughs> it will help you come back to self, um, especially when the world is trying to pull you out of yourself. Um, And it will help you find that inner power, that unbreakable power that is constantly flowing within you. I mean, nobody can take away your power. I'm going to tell you this. Nobody can take away your power. Even if you think you gave it to someone, it is still yours, which means that you can call it back any time. 
anytime, mm. anywhere you can call her back. So I'm really excited to give this um, handbook to um, you guys. And yeah, go ahead and check it out and let me know what you think and which one resonated with you. Mm, beautiful. That sounds absolutely fantastic. And I'm looking forward to checking it out myself in detail as well. Now, if, if our listeners wanted to connect with you, Abigail, and wanted to find your, your work, how would they find you? You mentioned a website. Of course. Yes. So my website is moongoddessacademy.com. Um, you'll find a lot of my offerings, um, my coachings, my um, intuitive readings, courses. You'll find a lot of information on my website. You can also find me on social media. So Facebook with my name, Abigail Mensabonsu. Instagram um, with with Intuitive Goddess Coach. Um, You can also find my YouTube channel also with my name, Abigail Mensabonsu. And there you you get to see a lot of the... um, my videos on, you know, with my teachings where you can interact that way. So if you love YouTube, go ahead and definitely check out my YouTube channel. Yeah. Mm, Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us today, Abigail. There's been so many golden nuggets of wisdom and so many, so many topics that I want to dive into in more detail and depth myself. So thank you for all of that. Thank you for having me. Yeah. We kind of talked about, a lot of things. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Thank there might you. be there might be a need for another interview focusing on some of the issues we touched on in more depth and detail. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, let's everybody just for a moment focus our intention on this beautiful magical energy that's been activated today. And with full consciousness and awareness, send that energy to everybody, everywhere on our planet to truly remember that we are all one. And the more of us that step onto our sacred feminine power, the more we are elevating our planet as well. Thank Mm. you so much for listening. And thank you for being here.